Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another Empowering Chat. So welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. And I, I, I think I'm a broken record. I think I say this at the beginning of almost every show now because I'm, I'm just so hugely grateful. I have a wonderful, gorgeous woman I'm about to interview who's written a book that I, I, I'm in the process of reading cover to cover. And, and why I feel like I sound like a broken record is because this book is really wonderful. It's going to be on my shelf for reference, everybody. And also, though, um, it's so much fun what I get to do. I have like the best job. Okay, now, now that's the broken record, right? Done with the broken record. So I want to welcome the author of Spirits Unveiled, A Fresh Perspective on Angels, Guides, Ghosts, and More. I want to welcome Michelle Welsh. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, and, and um, for those of you who may not see this later, Michelle's got a gorgeous amethyst crystal behind her that just, I can feel the energy coming through the screen. So thank you for that. Um, so spirits unveil. Okay. So everybody, this is, I'm just going to read the, some of what you've talked, you talk about in this book. Okay, Michelle, and then we'll dive in. So, um, not only does she explain things about spirits, uh, she has different chapters on each category, maybe, right? Category. Is that a good, that's a good way. Yeah. Or type or whatever. But then in the chapters, there's, um, she explains her experience and she explains what she calls the flip side, not the dark side. Um, and then there's practices and um, and different ways that you, us, the lay people, those of us who maybe don't have the expertise of spirit, seeing spirits, um, we get to figure out how we can contact who we want to talk to, basically. So um, so there's a, a, a chapter on spirit guides Ascended Masters, I'm curious about that. Angels and Archangels, Loved Ones in Spirit, Animal Spirits, Elementals, Disincarnates, The Spirit of a Land, Place, or Thing, Thought Forms, Demons, Predatory Spirits, curious about that, Multidimensional Beings, Astral Travel, Parallel universal Universes, and Doppelgangers. So, Michelle, that's a lot. That's a lot. And you... and so tell me why Spirits Unveiled, because I think I have an idea why you decided to call it this, but let's start at the very beginning, okay? So why Spirits Unveiled? So for me, there never has, we hear about the veil, uh, the veil between the living and the, and the spirits and those who have departed. And for me, from childhood, for as long as I can remember, there has never been a veil. 
Now, I was raised in a very religious home, and I am not in any way, never would, never want to uh, tell anyone what to believe or suggest that what they believe is is wrong. Uh, many of my friends celebrate the thinning of the veil in the time of that. But for me, I just never saw anything that separated, or not saw, but since store had a separation between me as a human and spirits that were around me. Now, I wish that I had a veil uh, and had that uh, that separation many times, and I still do, but that's why spirits unveiled for me. And just to reveal to, to us and to get us talking about the fact that there are so many spirits around us and all the ones you list, all those chapters, they, that just really just begins to touch on all the beings and types of beings that are out there. And, and I'm sure I don't even begin to sense or see or know or understand all the ones that are. Many of the listeners may know so many more that I don't even know. Right. So, Michelle, explain to everybody your journey from when you were little and your experience to now and 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 writing this book. Explain everybody. Okay. So, I from the time I was little, I would see things and sense things. Now, when I say see, sometimes it would be actually see like a tangible form of a, an angel or a tangible form of uh, an elemental, let's just say, like a fairy type being or, or or maybe a hybrid, a mixture. I wouldn't even know what it was as a child. I wouldn't have a clue. And I would see things and sometimes things that would scare me. And uh, sometimes I would sense those things. I like uh, my clairs, my clear knowing, my clear seeing, my mind's eye. So when I say see, it wasn't always that I would see in a tangible form, but I was aware of, acutely aware of beings around me. And I had specifically one in my home growing up that I felt was a protector, maybe a guardian angel that I talk about in the book, kind of the lady of the hall, I call her. I think every lore has, um, what is it, the lady of the lake. <laughs> this is the lady of the hall. And uh, she would just be very comforting to me because there were a lot of things that in my room at night uh, and even during the day that weren't so comforting. Spirits aren't only out at night. It's just, and they're around us all the time. It's just that we tend to, as children, right, get more scared at night. So fast forward, I, I denied that a little bit. I got all into my logical side. I was, you know, raised to that a lot of the things that I was seeing, even though we'd be in church talking about angels and singing Cart the Herald Angel Sing or whatever it would be. And I went to church maybe three times a week with my, my mom playing the piano, my dad singing, and they're wonderful, wonderful people. I just saw things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And so I I would ask, you know, what is what is going on? Is this, I knew my parents were, weren't hypocrites. They weren't. They believed what they believed. Uh, but at the same time, I was told, don't talk about it. Uh, we, you know, when I saw something, they were like, well, what are you, those angels? And like, go to your room, <laughs> Michelle. And so, God. right? And so ma um, many of us probably have that experience where we know we feel something, we know we sense something, but we dismiss it as our imagination or we're told it's our imagination. So we we forget uh, or we stuff that down. I never did. I tried. I tried really hard to get into my logical side. And that's where the law, the law, law, excuse me, and the lawyer aspect of me came in. I thought I'm going to be very logical. 
I'm going to let everyone know I'm smart and that I'm, you know, I don't need this spiritual side of me, this, these spirits actually. And I, I was, and you know, the whole religion and spiritual aspect of religion versus spirituality, I think you can have both, but yeah. uh, it doesn't have to be one versus the other. But I really, um, I just stepped into the logical uh, side and denied, tried to, but it didn't work. So fast forward again uh, to picking juries. I thought, wow, I'm so dang, I'm smart. No, I was getting so much help. Yeah, I am an empowered woman. I am. I've worked really hard to accomplish the things I have and I manifest well, but I help my higher self, my connection to the collective, to to source uh, helped me all along. So that is why. And the but I've always felt, Susan, so crowded by spirits. Yeah. Crowded. And it's like there have been times where I really would just like, people will say, well, you can just ask them to leave. And you're not, I've even had, since I've been on some shows, people comments, uh, well, maybe you're not advanced enough to know how to make them go away. No. Oh, I'm, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I am advanced enough to know how I just, I, I think I'm always learning. So maybe I'll learn that I'm not, but I, they, they don't just that easily go away. There are spirits all around us. And when you are acutely aware of them, you really do need to learn how to manage them. That's why the book is really important for parents of children who sense things. And I had wonderful parents. They just didn't understand how much these these beings were in my life as much as this the humans that we can see yeah i am um, yeah i can relate to uh, quite a bit of what you've just said about your personal path i um i'm a sensitive i'm an empath and i feel stuff i don't quite see them i but i can feel them or kind of gently hear the the a nudge or something but my um niece and nephew uh, my brother, they were living in a, well, they moved, they were in one house and my niece, middle, the middle niece was very clairvoyant and she could see, like you said, the lady in the, the hall and she saw that kind of stuff. And my brother and sister-in-law weren't kind of poo-pooing her, but, and my sister-in-law is, is very spiritual and very uh, dedicated to her, her family of origin religion and um so they kind of just thought okay my niece was a little weird and so then that developed her personality more to fight for you know it's real i know what i'm talking about that kind of thing and then years later my uh nephew who's younger than my niece uh shared with his parents in front of me how he feels like there's this dark thing always on him and he's making it was a cry for help michelle was i just sat there going oh my god because he he said i'm making choices that aren't good for me like like hanging out with the wrong people and and he said but i just feel like there's something else on me or in me that's making these choices and then he started to say how he felt um scared about the closet in his bedroom 
And my niece said, oh my God, I could never go in that closet. And I remember going into his bedroom and I could not I could maybe be there five minutes. I thought it was because it was messy. You know, the logical mind kicked in. Oh, it's so messy. I can't be in here. No, it was, there was there was not good stuff. There was not good juju in that closet. And once he explained it to his parents and they both were open-minded enough, he was 19 or something, and they started to listen. And my sister-in-law was like, oh my God, we got to do something. And and then the next time I saw him, it was like night and day. So somehow that entity um, had, you know, had been, had vanished, had, or, you know, exercised out, right? So. Yeah, it's, it's so important when you said they, they listened. And I, I don't, you used another word, but it was, a, it was a really good word that his parents, you know, paid attention at some point. And, and I want to touch on one other thing. When you said how you see the spirits, I think when we see with our mind's eye, that's mm-hmm. actually in some ways more advanced. Uh, when I teach intuitive classes, people will say, well, I want to see, I want to see with my physical eyes, or we used to see with our mind's eye. Uh, I believe that's the, I Lemurians and and I have during my book and we would we would communicate uh, that way and so to me that's it a more advanced civilization an, an advanced form of us is maybe to not use our physical eyes but to use our mind's eye so when we see with our mind's eye it and if you're listening and you see with you sense things that's every bit as legitimate as if you see it or touch it physically or you know anything like that if you're doing it in your mind that's real yeah and i want to add to that michelle that that uh, it doesn't mean that you're uh that you're just using your imagination and you know you're making this stuff up it's there so let's dig into how we communicate with spirits then because or how we can develop those uh spiritual muscles okay so there's so many different ways, but the way that I like to think of it most for me, and I'd like people to try because there's so many ways I've taught to do it and tried to teach and everybody learns in different ways, right? We have different learning styles, but for spirits, everything's energy. And so these energies we know have different vibrations. They oscillate, they vibrate. Those are frequencies. So when we can get in touch, and I'm not talking right now about a high vibration, meaning being a better person or a low vibration, meaning that's a different conversation that we can have. I'm just talking about the rate at which something vibrates, the frequency, how fast it's going. Is it fluttery or is it more dense? So for instance, getting in touch with maybe a tree that is a and I did at during, and I realized, of course, Michelle, it was a, it was a, a dead tree. I'm, I'm commun- I communicate with a lot of things that I would say have, I don't work cross so much because I'm like, where have they crossed? But it's the, the tree had passed. We had this snowstorm in Texas. I'll get back to how we communicate, but we had this in Texas. They weren't ready for, I thought, a couple of years ago. The grid, yeah. the grid just fell apart. I don't know what that means, but we were cold in Texas. And, um, and there was a lot of suffering too, but I had this tree and I was so cold and I, my bedroom's upstairs and we have a balcony. It was this beautiful, beautiful tree. 
And all of a sudden, I just started talking to that tree. And I was like, you know, I've really never communicated with nature like everyone else. I really, that's so great how people can just really communicate with trees and flowers and plants. And I know they're, they're beings, but I haven't been able to do that. Well, I started talking to this tree. And Roger, finally, my husband said, I hate to break it to you, but that tree has passed. <laughs> that tree is not living, Michelle. And I said, go figure. Uh, that That's fine. I, so I still have part of the tree. They ended up cutting the tree down. I lived the homeowners association. It was actually on the golf course that I was on. So the point of this story is that would be a frequency. That tree had a a slower frequency. It's, it's connected to the earth. Uh, it's a, a more steady, steady frequency. So I found in my research, and a lot of you will probably already know about this, but I know about singing bowls and sound therapy, but there's the Sofageo frequencies, and I have them in my book, and you can listen to them for, uh, easily look them up on YouTube or just, uh, there's apps for them. But I add in my book, so there's ones for pain, for uh, different types of things, for connecting with uh, your intuitive self. But I also add in how I can use those different frequencies to connect with different beings. So I start there with the frequencies. And then I go to every different type of uh, being and how you might want to connect specific ways to connect with the different ones. Like if it's an angel, I give ideas and suggestions how to connect with it. But those those frequencies are really cool because they had been banned by the church, uh, by the Catholic Church, and they were they were banned. And and because they were conscious, conscious, they opened your consciousness. And so uh, the the man who uh, I, it's Puelo, just just as Puelo in the seventies. He found these tunes, and it's a mathematical formula. And once you say mathematical formula, it's like over my head. It's like whoo. Me too. I'm checked out on that, but I can listen to some tunes, some tunes, and just some notes. I can do that. Forget about the the, the math and all that. But these hurts. There's certain hurts, and I had them on. It was yesterday. I had some uh, some pain. I uh, was at the doctor and I turned on these frequencies. And sure enough, I was like, okay, I really just want it for the pain. Susan, I was like, I listen, guys, uh, guys, gals around, all y'all, all the BBs around me. I'm turning this on because it's supposed to calm my pain. Now, sure enough, it <laughs> come because they will. The frequencies will connect with the, the beings too. So okay. Because so, I saw that you had the the... I love that you put the frequencies in because I, my husband uh, during pandemic would go down into the living room, uh-huh. you know, take his break from his office upstairs and he'd turn on these megahertz frequencies and I'd come down the stairs and I'm like, okay, what is that? And yeah, what, 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 are you, what, what, what are you doing? And so I'm, I love that you I have them listed and for the specific things. Um, now do I, so I, I have one question about the frequencies before we move on <clears throat> when you when you begin to listen to them do you need to also let the spiritual beings around in t- do you need to set the intention like you did i am only listening to this to calm down the pain i would always set an intention probably now i i would at least set the intention to always set an intention i i would suggest that that's probably a good idea i would invite everyone to do that 
do I always remember to do that? No. And then I'm like, oh, you know, I should have set that intention. But yes, I think that's a great idea to set the intention. Another thing that I would suggest really quickly is you might want to, when they have these frequencies, they have just the tone and then they have, they will layer them with some music. If you can't handle just the tone, and what I mean by that is sometimes it may agitate you a little bit. Now, is agitation just like homeopathic medicine? Is that, is it something you need because it's agitating you or not? I don't know. You have to try it. But you might want to use the ones that are layered with a little bit of music over it. I like just the tones. And then there's also the ones that are layered. A third layer, they have a guided meditation. Now, we all know with guided meditations, most of us, I don't know. If if my voice is a voice someone would listen to, then yeah, you might want the guided meditation with it. But if it's not, go back to just the tone and the second layer of music or just the tone. Yeah, we have yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Okay. So <clears throat> so that's a good so the frequencies are a good way to kind of um I don't want to just get bogged down on the frequency, so Michelle, but to kind of uh prepare you for interacting with or learning about your spirit guides or archangels or elementals or extraterrestrials. That sounds like an ET thing. I know it's not really that. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like a... There, it's just other beings that live in different dimensions. Right. 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 And, and with that, it's interesting if we want to go there... Uh, with the it could be aliens i i don't know i what i'm getting intuitively lately is with all the i don't think i need the government to tell me anything and i'm not into conspiracy theories that much to be honest with you uh i i i kind of wish i was they're very interesting some of them uh i live in dallas where there's all kinds of conspiracy theories around jfk (laughs) just to to keep me busy but uh, around all kinds of things but i I really think that we'll, I think we'll be learning more in the next three to five years about the beings around us. I do sense, even before COVID, like right when the pandemic was starting, I started seeing a shift in, in angels, the way I've always perceived angels. And let me just say that I do believe beings come to us, our guides at least, not just all beings, but our guides that are coming to us come to us as we need them to come to us. They come to us in a form that we can accept, uh, that we can connect with. That might be a human form. That might be an angelic form. That might be a tree. That might be an elemental. Uh, that doesn't mean there are all kinds of other forms. But remembering that everything's energy, they'll take whatever we're ready to accept doesn't mean that we're more advanced. It's just what we are in our life. So I think that that's important. But do I think that there are these being other beings? Of of course I do. I mean, for me, I I think why not? But I am seeing, I, I remember when the pandemic started, I was driving downtown Dallas and it was just really eerily quiet. Just everything, do you guys remember that? It just, it, yeah. It just seemed like everything got really quiet at some point. I bet everybody had that moment. Yeah, we have a freeway, a big uh, thoroughfare freeway that is about half a mile from our house. And when everybody started staying home, it was so calm and quiet. You didn't feel that energy coming coming off of that freeway. I loved that part. 
I did too. Every and it was it was comforting in some ways, but in some ways it was sometimes I have to admit it felt a little eerie, eerily quiet to me. So it depended on the situation. At this moment, I, we, I was driving through downtown Dallas, and there's a big tall building that has a green like outline to the a light light outline at night. It'll light up green, and on top of that building, I saw with my eyes, not my mind's eye. Uh, what looked to be like angels that were huge, but they were gargoyle looking. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, gargoyles are protectors. When you know, go to Spain and they're on that, you know, they ward, would ward off evil. They're on a lot of churches. And so they were sitting, there were two that I recall sitting on top of that building, that big green, everybody in Dallas knows that it's a part of the skyline. Uh-huh. And just huge. And so it was just, it's just very interesting to see how the the beings will shift and change on you. And I do think that's going on right now. I do think some of the, how I've seen things, is it just changing for me or is it changing for everyone? I have heard that, that there are some changes taking place for other people too. And the way they're perceiving, they are perceiving the beings around them, the way they used to perceive in one way. And now they're seeing them a little bit differently. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. That's been my experience. I during pandemic, I uh, started focusing on elementals and working the elements. You know, meaning uh, focusing on air and then feeling the air and then beginning to kind of tap into the elementals that are in the air. Okay, I, and I personally. I've been to Scotland and Ireland a few times and I like the fairies, but, but that's, but I would, now I sound nuts, but okay. But that's the, the, I got to start when I started focusing on just elementals, which is why your book is so great because you've broken it down to so many different categories, but just on the elementals, I learned so much about myself from interacting with them and how there was for me another, um, avenue of support and help, you know, to work with the, when I take a shower now, I'm very aware that of the element of water. And I, I, I set intention in my shower, you know, to clear my mind, clear my body of toxins. I, I, um, I talk, I talk to the water, you know, to say, please take this from me whatever, you know, stress, worry, anxiety, whatever I got going on. So, um, yeah, I think that I would imagine, Michelle, that a lot of people um, are, whether they always thought of themselves as em- empathic or intuitive or uh, clairvoyant of any kind, um, are be- are being, this is a different kind of woke, right? right. Very different kind of woke. And uh, as people are waking up, then it, okay, let me ask you this. As people are waking up, Michelle, does this then afford more uh, like an opening for the spirits on all those different dimensions to come in or they, they're they just always here? I think they've always been here. That's, yeah. that's my personal view. I think, but I, can I prove that? That's just my personal view. I, I'm fairly confident in that view. But uh, yeah, for me, they've always been here. Now, 
Could there be more coming in? Potentially, but there's there's been plenty, plenty to keep up with. I say, I have enough drama. Do I need more? You know, so, uh, but and it's really interesting, Susan, when you were talking about the the elementals. I love the story when, and I can't remember in my book, I, a part of my book I wrote during, while I had COVID, just so everyone knows that there's part, I have to re- I reread it and I go, wow, that's really interesting. And so, so I channel some of it, but I was also was ill when I was writing some of it. So, but I, I can't remember if it was New Zealand or where it was. And in the motorway, uh, I've told the story a million times, but they're literally, they take, when you said, oh, I'll, I'll sound a certain way if I believe in the fairies. In the West, we don't as much believe in fairies and elementals, but where you were mentioning, Scotland, Ireland, it wasn't New Zealand, it was Ireland or Scotland. Uh, they totally believe in the elementals. And that is it's so much so that there was a motorway. I used to think this was a, a runway. It's a motor, it's a highway. That they had to spend millions of dollars to reroute this highway because of a hawthorn bush, uh, which oh. is a, it's a tree of the fairies. You're going to get to this part. It's really good. It's, a, it's the story at the beginning of the elemental chapter. And it's, uh, they had to reroute the whole, spent millions, because there were certain, there were, you know, when people bid for a big contract like that, they're bidding, there's bidding wars, they submit their contracts, they wouldn't do it. They would not tear down that one Hawthorne tree slash bush, because apparently two warring groups of fairies are known to get under that tree and they would, will have wars. Wow. So people in that country absolutely wouldn't touch that tree. That's how serious they are about their elementals there. I think that's so awesome. And in California, you know, you could even say the same of the sequoias and the redwoods. You know, all you have to do is just walk into one of those old growth forests. Thank God we still have a couple. And you can feel the energy coming off of the trees, just the wisdom not, it's not anything that a human being can articulate logically. It's just a, a feeling, a, an energy feeling. So, yeah. You feel like you're in the presence of just profound, like you said, ancient knowledge, just wisdom, just profound. It's, you're in awe. And that's how they would feel about, I'm not taking down this. I they love that. And it would also be like, I don't want those fairies coming after me because fairies can be tricksters too. Right, right, right. And then we could talk about the leprechauns and we could talk about all of that. But, um, you know, and I feel like we're digressing, Michelle. We'll get back on track. But I do feel like the um, folkloric stories, right, that have been handed down for centuries through generations and the the through the troubadours in France, they called them the troubadours that passed down the the, the information. Um, there was all, there's always truth in it, you know, maybe it gets distilled a little bit, but there's always truth in it. Okay. And I remember I was in, uh, I went to Stirling Castle in Scotland several years ago, and they are currently re, um, weaving a series of tapestries with unicorns on it. 
Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, see, there's unicorns. How would, who would come up with this idea of this, this, this being unless they really existed centuries and centuries and centuries ago? And I would suggest to everybody, okay, now I'm going to sound weird again, that the unicorns are still, they're just in a different dimension now. And some of them I've, I've been um, with, with the people I hang out with told that some of them are coming down to assist in this current um I, well transformation and this kind of a weak word now but this potent yes. potent shift that humanity has is being required to make if we can trust ourselves trust our higher selves trust source energy and and let go of everything it's almost like being called in to do a free fall, which I hate those those um, rides at, at amusement parks where it's a free fall, but it's we're being called to just trust beyond any kind of logical knowledge we have. I think I think we are. I agree with that completely. And I, it's interesting because all the cryptids, you know, uh, I, I'm always my husband will talk about Sasquatch. A lot and with the unicorns, right? He didn't die. This one, but multidimensional to me, I would suggest it's frequency, uh, but won't get bogged down in that. But and I'm like, and I always joke, and I'm like, well, I'll take the unicorns because I think Sasquatch not might not smell that great. He's like, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, well, I just that I don't know. It's that I'm always joking, but so many of these beings, and you're right. I mean, they're coming up with when you putting that tapestry together for so long ago that and the kernel of truth and everything and then when you actually ask to set your intention and actually ask to see in your mind's eye or to see a being and and maybe for me i i don't always want to ask but for those who maybe are going well i've never seen anything and and i do work with a lot of people i give you my word and you don't know me but just read my book and just try it and try whichever kind for you like for susan for you it's the elementals and you're going to connect with them and of course you connect with i'm assuming a lot of things you have to show but as far as the people listening choose one that you feel comfortable with that that something a category for lack of a better word that's something that you would feel comfortable with it doesn't have to be something that you if you don't think you would are drawn to angels, then choose animals. Uh, I, I choose an animal. But one thing I would say that I, I like to really point out is that we have, as humans, we have our we have our moral compass, our own personal moral compass. We have our social mores, right? We have as as communities, we have our ethics. If we're part of a an ethical code of any sort, like as an attorney, I have a code of ethics. As a a reader, I certainly have a code of ethics. And then we have our laws. We need to remember that spirit beings don't always follow our social mores, our uh, code of ethics, our laws, our uh, any of those things, our moral compass. So a fairy, for example, may play a trick on you and they may steal something of yours for a little while. I had a necklace and it was a nice necklace and 
everyone was like, well, we know you lost it, Michelle. And I was like, I'm telling you, it that necklace, it's, uh, it's so little fairy that's in the house and that necklace got moved, it's going to come back. And it did. And that sounds crazy, but, or whatever word you want to put to it, sounds like woo, totally woo. I'm, I'm telling you, it is very real. And the necklace came back, but that fairy didn't care at all what my standard of what is correct was. So we that's one thing that when we deal with different spirit beings, we need to remember they don't always play by our rules. And at some point we need to realize maybe we're not always the deciders of the rules. We are for us and we are for our boundaries, but we're not for those beings. We can't be the decider for them too. Right. I so thank you for that uh pointer. I my mother's my mother passed on and we can't find some of her rings. And um, so, so thank you for that reminder. Next time I go to visit my dad, I'm going to have to call on whatever little guy, fairy, leprechaun, whoever. My, you know, my mom was at the end talking to a lot of people. So who knows? You know, I totally agree with that. So let's talk a little bit more about in each chapter you um, have. Let's talk about why you. OK, hold on. At the beginning of each chapter, you talk about your experience and then you talk about the flip side. So explain that to everybody. And then you also have practices and then other kinds of suggestions during each chapter. So I started with a little story of either mine or some, of someone I knew so that it could bring it home to 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 really know that people do experience this. This is not just some esoteric theory uh that that there are people that me or someone else have actually had these experiences or the story i told about the motorway that's that's a real story it's in the news uh and so so i start with that and then as far as the flip side what i mean by that is the duality and polarity now those words i'm not gonna that's my whole thing i'm setting now i'm not gonna get bogged down in that uh but do duality is is where you're dueling Okay, so they're at odds with each other, right? Yeah. But there's there is there's, there's a spectrum of of negativity and positivity, and let's just do it as an electric charge, just at, on a battery. So what I call just what I was just talking about, what I call negative, another being may call positive, but there is that duality or that polarity. Those words are different, but I'm going to use them loosely here as the same. So that's what I call the flip side. I believe. And I, I invite you just to consider, just try it on for size. You don't have to agree with me. That most, I, I believe every being has free will. Now, a lot of people will say like angels don't have free will. I think angels do have free will. So there's going to be a, a spectrum of different angels of are they, uh, how they feel. Or do they feel, and I, I, the word negative and positive, again, not my favorite words, but just to get there for, for our discussion's sake, does it feel good to you? Does it feel positive or does it feel negative? And so that's why I put the flip side. So if we're talking about something really, really a positive, people will say, oh, just love and light angels. And first of all, I want to say anyone who, somebody was making fun of, this is our digression season, but I think it's so important to say, Somebody one day was uh, a friend of mine said, oh, well, I'm not one of those love and light people. I was thinking, 
boy, we need love and light people right now. Oh, yeah. I'll sign up to be love and light. I promise you I'm not always love and light. I mean, I can be pretty grumpy, but I mean, I you can call me that all you want because that's what we need right now. I think, Michelle, that's the misunderstanding the, that people are operating under is that uh, if I'm love and light, then I'm all woo and, you know, and crystals. And that's not, if you... Okay, I can only talk for myself. I came here specifically for this time. I am here for to be love, to be light, and that is a daunting journey. It's not a it's not an easy peasy and all of a sudden I just pop into woo and the angels are singing. No, it doesn't work that way, it's right? True. It doesn't. You have to it it takes concentrated intention, attention, inner work to let go of the things that keep you stuck in whatever you're stuck in so that you can be more light and more love because that's what the that's what humanity not not just planet earth but that's what humanity is requiring of us right now i so agree and i think uh, to get even further down the rabbit hole if you don't mind i think it's so important for us to realize that to be authentic we don't have to be hateful or or tough or mean we can be strong empowered people humans women men uh whatever humans uh, and still be loving and kind we can be authentic to we don't have to swing to it's almost as though and crystals are wonderful i love crystals that doesn't make me this woo person without any and the book i wrote spirits unveiled i'll tell you when I told my judge friends and my lawyer friends, uh, you know, I just got to tell y'all, this is me. The real me is I, is just this. You know, I see things. And I'm like, we always knew it. Now that explains it. Okay, next. We're <laughs> 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 like, just, okay, whatever. It, but so it's, it's really important to me that I think it's a discussion that's very important to have that the love and light is thank you for letting us talk about that because i just so many people want to act like that is oh too fluffy bunny no it's important we need it in our world but we do have the opposite of that we have uh and it's real it it is just as real and i see things and i did when i was little that are not lovely they're not kind they are scary and that is real some people love to focus on that and that's what they want to talk about and that makes for good interesting that but they are just as real and i i've I've been on shows where they'll say well don't scare my listener and well i'm not trying to scare anybody i'm just saying they're real right 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 you know and so when you meet a being people will ask me okay so what do you do how do you know uh i'll give an example my son lives in he did he moved during uh the pandemic he lived in san francisco and so he and contacted me one time, Susan. He said, "Mom, okay, mom, my hangers in my closet are rattling. They keep rattling. I'm like, okay, well, you have an earthquake. I mean, I'm not from there, so I, I didn't know. I was like, and you know, that's the first thing I was worried. He goes, no, mom, I'm not having it. That's not what it is. My hangers are rattling. And I said, all right, I want you to walk over there to those hangers. I want you to look in that closet. He says, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. He's my oldest. Walk over there, and I want you to look in the closet, and I want you to, I call this engage before you sage. I want you to oh. ask the, ask whatever's in there, what do you want? 
what do you need from me? Why are you here? And now you may need to kick that thing to the curb. I'm not saying that that means you have to keep engaging, but what if I knocked on your door and all of a sudden you just sprayed me with sage or did sage all in my face, right? And I'm waving my, just so as y'all listening, I'm just waving my arms in the air. I mean, just imagine it. You know, someone comes to your door and the first thing you do is you just spray all over them or bigger crystals in their face and you're just doing all this stuff. Well, that's how a spirit being feels. That's how a ghost feels. <laughs> right. And I said ghosts are humans too. So, so they're in, so something's in that closet. They're trying to get your attention for a reason. And so you ask, and then you decide, do I want to deal with this being or do I not? I love that phrase. I'm going to utilize that, Michelle. Engage before you sage. Because often I encourage my clients to, to sage themselves or sage their area, um, but the engaging part, and I, I guess I've always kind of done that is engage. That's how I recognize there's something there that needs to be cleared. And then I clear it. But I that's a good focal point because I, I totally um, agree with what you've just said is that I wouldn't want, of course, I, I have been known to spray people with sage. I really, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we have this, uh, my husband makes this, this really delight it smells so good and you fill it sage spray and you fill it with your own crystal water well the water that we have that you choose which one you want and and so and a lady came in and she said every time my teenagers come home from school and chase them down the hall spray them what <laughs> just with the sage spray so that probably maybe you want to do i don't know whatever they're bringing home from school with them or whatever but i think that the the concept everyone gets it and you ask just ask, what is this being wanted? Why are they here? Right. What so that that's a sign of uh, respect. Respecting, you would, re hopefully, everybody, you would respect another person that you're engaging with, like a, a, somebody at the supermarket over the counter. You would hopefully respect them as you're engaging them. And it's the same thing with spirits. They, they are, in, in my experience, Michelle, a lot of the spirits that and that I work with are here to help me and support me and and guide me and and stuff like that. And it took me a little while to recognize, like working with the archangels, that um they they need well they respect respect respect, and you don't demand them necessarily all the time because they're going to help you regardless but to respect what they're why they're here around you and support them i i have felt many times uh, when i was working with them as i work with them where i there's a point where i have to i have to uh humble myself do you know what i mean instead of me saying well show me my band i'm at i like i can feel in my mind's eye during meditation where uh the to to bow and bend the knee to these uh, magnificent beings because they are here for at least the ones I'm working with I know are here for my highest good mm -hmm. and I and that's part of my how I respect is to just be uh, witnessing in humility the magnificence of these beings 
I agree. And I think that's why there's a, a one of the sections in each chapter is how you pay honor to the being. And some beings you may not want to pay honor to. And you might want or show honor to those beings, but some you will. And and the archangels are some that you certainly, I believe, would want to show honor and gratitude for what they've come to help uh, the specific characteristic of God that they're helping us with. Uh, I believe that their names represent the characteristic of God. And so, of course, our source, whatever that is to you, uh, and, and to show them honor and gratitude. And I think uh, respect is about just gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. So can we, can we talk a little bit about ascended masters? Um, because this is kind of where my um, focus is going now, working and uh, trying to understand all of that. So explain to everybody what an ascended master is and why are they around? Okay. If I could start just briefly saying that, so when we're talking about guides in general, so I start off the book with spirit guides. I like to everyone to visualize kind of like a bowling alley going up, but kind of more like shaped like a triangle. Uh, kind of going up to the apex where the pins are. And you, if you're not a good bowler like me, there's bumper pads, right? You put those rubber pads up and so that the, the, you don't get the gutter balls, right? And so, and you get it down to knock down the pins. So spirit guides of any sort and ascended masters, angels, they're, they, what are they? They're here to guide us. They're guiding us to something. They're helping us with something. In, in many cases, are guiding us to our higher self and then to all that is. So that's the broad. Then you have the ascended masters that are there to teach you something specific or help you with something specific. Now, many times the ascended masters are the spiritual leaders. You hear of these big, the spiritual leaders, such as uh, Buddha or Jesus, or Krishna. I don't want to leave any out, but just the, all those. But I believe ascended masters can be uh, two things. One, I believe you can ascend on earth because ascend means to rise. So, and that is not everyone's going to agree with that. Just try it on for signs. You don't have to, do you have to wear it? Just try it on for signs. And then uh, you, but in general, uh, uh, most people believe that ascended out of the incarnation phases. Right. So that's what most people feel uh, believe. I, I I like to kind of test the boundaries and see well, could it maybe mean this too? Going into this paradigm uh, that somebody could be here that's an ascended master, but that's just a philosophical thing that I I like to think about. But as far as what they do is, if there's something specific, so it could be a spiritual matter that they're helping you with. But let's say that you are an artist. Well, an ascended master, in my view, could be an, a really famous artist, or maybe not famous, uh, that could uh, teach you a skill that, and maybe in that uh, medium or modality that you work with. Maybe you're a piano player. Maybe you're an electrician. And so that's where I introduced something potentially a little different, but I'm not the only one who said that. Uh, that's not a... a I'm a totally Michelle novel thought that an ascended master can be something besides just spiritual, but typically we think of it. So the ascended masters are guides. They are a type of spirit guide, but they're a specific type of spirit guide that help us 
with something in our life and and help us in this incarnation that we have now for a purpose that we are serving. I so personally, I so appreciate that explanation, Michelle, because it takes some uh, of the the unease I've been having about beginning to work with some of these uh, beings or, or you know to open up to it uh, because there was a part of me, you know, it's so it's amazing how certain things have become ingrained in at least in the Western culture where, you know, ascension means that, you know, the end days and in that book that everybody likes to quote. And, um, and that's not necessarily so. That's where I have landed at this point in my life. Uh, so I, I, I looked up, I did, I'm still doing a lot of research just on the word ascend and to rise. And so what does that mean to you? You know, what does it mean to everyone personally and does it mean it ha just what you just said does it have to always fall back on a lot of the things that have been written let me just put it this way one of the reasons i wrote my both my books is that a lot of the things that i found and i'm going to say this very carefully very respectfully a lot of the books that and i love to read a lot of the books that i've read repeat some things that i believe maybe are turning into we, that we were evolving a little bit out of and so they they laid the foundation they are wonderful wonderful work for us to build on but we are maybe evolving into something a little bit different than that and so people will read my books and be like oh yeah this is a good summary of and i'm like no well then you didn't it's there as someone else said to me i'll i'll rewind and i'll go back and i'll read did she really just say that because i'll throw in but what about this so a little bit in ascended masters is an example of that where i will say and I, I think we ended up and we meaning me my editor ended up at llewellyn ended up calling that demystifying i think it was debunking at first and that was a little too strong i don't want to debunk anyone really it was just kind of demystifying i believe is the word we landed on yes you know kind of try this on for size and 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 for me let's it, it's like a spirit guide for me I always tell people, any if, if if I say something in a book or anyone does or a spirit guide tells you anything where they say, I'm the only one you should listen to, then they're the last one you should listen to. Exactly. Everybody, if that's if you run into people like that and I have, then that's when you need to just say thank you very much, turn around and walk away because that's we are constantly learning, like you said, Michelle, all and and part of how we learn is through, and you said this too, is through experience. By experiencing, and that's in your in in the part about reincarnation. I we can't go anymore. I mean, we could, you and I could just be going on for another three hours about all this stuff. Um, but and I got chills now. You know, I'm like getting affirmations. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you? But um, Michelle, yeah. So so okay. I'm just gonna say. So the book is Spirits Unveiled, A Fresh Perspective on Angels, Guides, Ghosts, and More, everybody. And like I said at the beginning, this is going to be something that is on my bookshelf once I once I go through it. And I'm going to watch for all those little nuggets you dropped in because I, I you and I are very similar. And I'll be going, yeah, she said it. And I'm so happy she said it. Um, but Michelle, everybody, Michelle has a website 
which is michellewelsh.com. Yes. And that's how people can contact you and um, see what else you're doing. Maybe sign up for uh, a, a session, a tarot reading and stuff. But she also, Michelle, also does a podcast called Soul Topia. No, Soul What? Soul What? And you guys, and, and she's a lawyer too. I don't even know how you have so many hats. Um, she also has some brick and mortar uh stores and they are called soul tobia and you can go to her uh stores uh virtually by going to mysoultopia.com and we're gonna have all that information in the show notes i and i can't wait to go look at some of the stuff you have i might be you might be shipping stuff to california for me michelle that'd be great (laughs) we have a guy that uh drives uh he's a trucker and every he's from he lives in California, and every time he's in comes through Dallas, he comes to the stores in Dallas. And he I think oh, he, hits, he has two of his favorite stores in uh, the Soultopia stores. And he doesn't hit all three of them. I think it's off the path, but yes. So check it out, you guys. It, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's been quite the journey. And I do wear a lot of hats, but I love I love all the hats I wear. So it's great. Well, you wear them well. Yeah, absolutely. It's been such a joy conversing with you and um who knows maybe we, maybe you should come back and we can finish this the the other pieces of the book once i get through it that would be great that would be fun yeah yeah thank you so much and again michelle um thank you so much for the work that you do thank you so much for writing this book and opening uh or revealing that there is no veil so that we can just really begin to see with our mind's eye what is the truth for each of us individually and all the support we have around us all the time. So thank you so much for all that you do. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can See all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time.